that's why I like to make it super clear. Lay the tech foundation. You create one page of content of content for every single keyword you want to rank for. And if you're in a big niche, you're going to want to rank for thousands of keywords and then get other websites to link back to you, which is its own kind of specific type of PR. Those are the three things that compile SEO. And any SEO company that's good will be creating content, getting links for you. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups into seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the CEO and founder of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. And if you ever need help with uh, with uh, anything, feel free to reach out to us at Miller IP Law by just going to strategymeeting.com. Now, today is another great expert episode where we have an expert on to talk about some things that are helpful to startups and small businesses. And um, it, today's guest is uh, Garrett uh, Booth. Booth, is that right? That's right. Okay. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about SEO. And we've had a, we've discussed SEO a bit in the past with some other expert episodes, but this one's going to be a little bit more kind of both technology company centric and also a little bit more on the technical side of what does SEO means and some of the considerations and the ways you approach it. So a little bit more of the, the back end and a little bit more on the tech side as opposed to what we talked about in the past. So I'm excited to dive into it. So with that, welcome on the podcast, Garrett. Hi, Devin. Glad to be here. So before we dive in, and we'll definitely dive in to talk a little bit about SEO, but tell everybody just, you know, one or two minutes, a little bit about your background, why it is that you're an expert and why they should trust you and listen to your advice. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been doing SEO strictly for the past five years, been doing it overall the past seven, eight. And um, my first real uh, experience with it was a small e-commerce company. Uh, based out of here in Utah, or I believe we're both based out of, and uh, um, they had an off-site blog that was, um, frankly, I don't know, I don't know why they wanted to create a blog that wasn't a separate domain. But you see companies doing that sometimes. Mm. They weren't making any money from it. It was kind of a sunk cost. And I said, mm. "Was there anything we can do here?" And I was, you know, running a lot, of, had my hands in a lot of different marketing pies with my first real marketing job. And I said, "Well, why don't we just take this?" blog and redirect it over to our main website where we sell the products hmm. and i did it in a very with seo in mind and i did it in a smart way and it turned out making a ton of money for the company hmm. and so i go oh this seo stuff works this is pretty cool so i just kept and, and i actually had hired an seo agency uh that didn't work out as well hmm. so um i fired them took it in house learned everything i could and it was a big success and so that just I was just off of the races after that. I, I just dug deeper and deeper. And to this day, you know, I'm still, I still love just, you know, manipulating Google, right? One of the biggest companies in the world. And mm. I manipulate their search engines for my clients. No, that sounds like a, a fun and a, a kind of interesting way to, to get into uh, to SEO and to get into that aspect of, uh, of uh, your biz business. So now let's dive into a bit of the, the technical expertise and talk a little bit. So, you know, I maybe a softball question, but, you know, looking at SEO, you work a lot with, you know, tech companies and particularly I think a little bit with fintech. 
But give me an idea of if you're in the, because in a lot of our listeners are on technology, whether it's, you know, doing, and I work a lot with them with patents and trademarks and that, but you know, you, you take the tech company, is there anything specific or different with SEO when you're looking at it as a perspective from a tech company, as opposed to other kind of companies, whether it's services company or you're a restaurant or you're a small business or you're an e-commerce platform, is there anything different that they should be considering when they're, when they're a tech company or in fintech? Definitely. And uh, sorry, I realized I didn't totally answer your question before. In my own background, as you mentioned now, I do focus exclusively on tech companies for SEO, mm. um, particularly in fintech and um, you know, have the opportunity to work on some, some big brands in my career like Verizon and AT&T. Uh, but I've also, uh, and then I moved to fintech after that. So I've worked on huge brands and I've also worked on sites starting from nothing. For example, mm. launching business.org. And uh, yeah, you definitely approach it differently, both on in, for when you're working uh, for a big company versus a small company versus local versus national. And so uh, there's, a, there's a number of things you have to take into mind if SEO is the right fit for you and how you approach it based on who you are. So one, bottom line, are people looking for you on Google? Google has 90% of the search market share. So being mm. in Yahoo and a few others exist, but really we're optimizing for Google here. And you know, if people aren't Googling what your product or service is, don't do search, don't do SEO, don't do search engine marketing of any type. So that's first. And that applies to a number of B2B niches. For example, I did a little work for a, um, an insurance API tech company. Uh, mm. You know, for, for some reason, they thought SEO was for them because they'd seen all these other companies grow, grow with it. But it, it turned out what they were building was just way too technical. Hmm. And so I said, sorry, this isn't a good match for you. But for other companies, and you see a lot of these success stores like Gusto, right? The, um, the, uh, they've grown to be this huge you know, payroll provider tech company. Mm -hmm. It's been a, a huge growth for them because people are looking at payroll terms. So that's mm -hmm. the first baseline thing. But let me, so let me dive in with a question a bit on that. Because I mean, one thing I've always wondered, so you have everything from you know restaurants and or mom and pop shops right to you have some and one and more what i've wondered and i don't know the answer hence why i ask you i'm generally interested is let's say you're whether you're a local plumber or you're a home builder or you're arc landscape architect you know some of those are a lot of it is word of mouth you do it in the local area and so how do you determine if people are searching for you or if you should even dive into seo meaning you know, you don't know if, Hey, really, I, sh you know, if I'm a carpenter, should I be putting my stuff online? Would that help my business? Or really is it just going to be all the local people and it's word of mouth and referrals and I shouldn't worry about SEO. How do you kind of go about starting to weigh that? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So uh, I'd say first, if people are searching for you, um, you know, then you need to find out who's searching for you or the, the kind of people that you want to do business with, which which sometimes the people searching for your products. I know this because I've worked in lending. A lot of the people that are searching for lending solutions have terrible credit. So only 20% of those will be qualified leads. Anyways, and then, uh, you know, what's the competition? How hard is it going to be to rank for those keywords? So like you mentioned, a local service provider, if you're a carpenter, a plumber, even an attorney, right, which is usually bound by geography, um, it's going to be less competitive because you only compete with those local service providers around you. Mm. So then the question is, Let's say you're a you know a local service provider. Um, you know what's your budget? That's a huge factor. I know that that seems really basic, 
but you know, you can't really do good SEO on $500 a month, unless you as the owner have that expertise. Mm. So if you go out and want to hire a consultant or an agency, you probably just would be better to do some advertising, right? Yeah, no, I, I definitely, yeah. Now, one question I've had, and I think that starts to answer and I'm going to follow it up is, how do you know that people are searching for you? I mean, let's say you take someone that isn't very astute, you know, they have great in their craft. And I'm going to use a carpenter just as an example, you know, that does woodwork. And let's say I'm really good at carpentry and I have, you know, great. I have no idea if people are searching me in the sense that, you know, I, I know that I have people that are locally that are referring to me or that, you know, that I, I have a book of business with, you know, home builders or others that I'm using but I don't know if people are searching for me. So I don't know if I were to start to get into SEO or build a website or that, if it would increase my business or it'd be a time sink. And I've always wondered, cause you know, when, when we built a house previously in that we had a great carpenter and I don't think he, if he has a website, it's so obscure that nobody would ever find it. I don't think he does. And he's not very technical. And I've always wondered, Hey, would he be great if you were to build a website and SEO and it would it, 5x's business or would he just or sink a whole bunch of money so how do you even start to dive in and determine whatever the industry is as to whether people are searching for you yeah that's a great question so uh what i would start as the seo service provider is i was i have tools that tell me what the search volume is so i'd look at what you do and just see do people hmm. google let's say you know you're a carpenter in morgan utah people googling morgan utah carpenter if you hmm. get 500 searches a month for that that's not bad because if he could rank number one for that and you'd probably get anywhere from probably around 300 people a month to your website, 300 people a month actively searching for a carpenter. Yeah. That'll five X your business. Hmm. Um, and, and, you know, but for people that don't have those SEO tools that I have to be able to look that up, I'd say, you know, you probably want to look for a service an SEO service provider who is in your niche. There's lots of people who focus on local SEO that's what they call it, local SEO. So go to one of them and their pitch. They could show you all the data, take a look at the pricing, you know, and, and that's probably where you'd start. And they could give that to you for free. Um, and, and of course, the best way to hire someone, and this is true for any industry, is just through referral, right? Somebody you know has done great for others. And, and I, I, I'm sad to say that um, there's a lot of SEO and digital marketing providers that don't do a good job. We kind of have a bad reputation in our industry. So, uh, you know, it's, it's great if you can find someone who's done great for somebody like yourself. No, and I think that that definitely makes sense. So now kind of shifting a bit of gears and, and you know, kind of to follow on to that, it's one of, one of the things we talked about, and I, it kind of dovetails into that, is you have a lot of different types of businesses, right? Some of them are B2B, B2C, SaaS, which is software, you know, making or explain those acronyms for those that don't know b2b is business to business b2c is business to customer so are you selling to other businesses or are you selling direct to consumers is it software as a service that is you know basically it's a monthly subscription or otherwise using software to provide a service or other tech specific if you're in one of those industries you know how do you how does that affect how you do the seo or what does that mean or mean when you're starting to tackle or dive into this yeah, yeah. So um, that's a great question. So kind of like we were talking about earlier, you know, if you are selling products nationally or even internationally, right, but let's stick with national, um, you know, you're going up against anyone else who's trying to rank for that keyword. So if you're e-commerce or you're a software provider, right, you're competing against anyone else. And so that's what kind of gets back to the competitor analysis that I talked about earlier. See if your keywords are hard. 
or easy. I have some clients, um, believe it or not, even though they're in industries with big players, nobody's doing SEO. And so it's really easy to rank for their keywords. Hmm. Other places, like for, I can think of several different finances. For example, if you wanted to rank for anything credit card related, okay. When I was working at a finance company, NAV, I was able to rank number one nationally for the keyword business credit cards. And I had to almost, I had to really work hard on that one. And I was from my full-time dedicated job, Hmm. you know, so ranking for one number one for credit cards, forget it. Never going to happen unless you Hmm. dedicate a whole team to it. So Hmm. you look at the competition. Are you nationwide? Are you local? What's your industry? Uh, How difficult is the keywords in your industry? And then, you know, a good service provider can, can guide you on how you tackle that from there. Hmm. So now, so, and I think that definitely makes sense. I think that, you know, one of the things that people oftentimes, hey, I'm just SEO and all this, it's the exact same for every industry and for every, you know, clientele. And that's part of probably the reason that sometimes you have bad or bad reps, not to mention, you know, at least on the other side, I always get blasted by a whole bunch of spam and junk emails and on LinkedIn and everything else. You just are bombarded and some are probably very good at their services. And a lot of them you look and they don't have hardly any clientele or any experience. And they're really just doing very minimalistic things that they took a, you know, a course or they figured out or they watch YouTube and they're trying to get going. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but it gives the industry a hard to figure out who's the good ones and the bad ones because, you know, they don't know enough of what they're doing to really specialize in that. So I think that that definitely makes sense that, you know, learn what your market is and your SEO, if you're doing it yourself or some you're hiring someone should or should do some of that in analytics. So now let's get a bit into that technical side. So if you're to talk a little bit about kind of the technical side of, of your SEO and kind of what that back end might mean, what kind of backlinks are or PR is and kind of what people should start to consider, you know, take it kind of assuming that one, that they don't know a ton about it and two, that they haven't hired a firm that can do it for them. Kind of what are some of the things that they should start to be aware of on the technical side? Totally. So first off, let's talk web platforms. Mm. The whole point of technical SEO is just to make sure that your website is indexed in Google. In other words, that you show up. So Mm. your first goal is when people Google your name, you show up. And I know that sounds super basic, but Mm. especially for new businesses, doesn't happen a lot of times. So uh, first, what you want to do is get a web platform that's easy to operate. And so if you're, you know, on a shoestring budget, maybe you're a local service provider or just a tech company, just started bootstrapping, um, you know, do Wix, do Square, do one of those. They're really cheap, really easy to go. You don't have to, you don't have to mess with hosting or setting up, or it's very easy to set up email through, they have hookup connections with, with Gmail and because your, your tech platform is the basis, right? And if you're a company with, um, with a little bit of budget, I'd say stick to WordPress. I've worked at companies who built out their own internal, what we call content management systems, CMSs. And they're horrible. And WordPress is free. So, <laughs> so just you know, get WordPress. There's plugins that you can use that give you advanced functionality. Um, and, and they're different. And those will give you SEO capabilities that... Otherwise, might take a team of developers. And so um, there's a lot of things I look at in tech SEO. Mm. Um, I'll crawl your, I have a number of tools that I pass uh, a site through. Um, how many URLs does your website have? Do you want all of them to be public facing? Um, are, is every page on your website linking to other relevant pages? Google works on a system of links. Um, 
when a page shows up, the listing actually in Google is actually comes from your code, your title tag and your meta description in HTML. Are those completed? Do they make sense? Are they conveying a message that's gonna make people wanna click? So there's a whole bunch of weird nitty gritty little things to look at on the technical side. Um, but, but to be totally honest with you, you, know, you hire somebody like me, we know all that stuff. And, and even just a quick project, one-time project can get you going with a solid tech foundation. Or if you're hiring a web development or web designer, make sure they have good SEO people, making sure the SEO side of things is checked off. Most of the work when you're doing SEO, once you've laid a solid technical foundation, is creating keyword-centric content and getting other websites to link back to you. Mm. And, I, and I think, you know, Devin, if I may, because I've thought a lot about this, this is the part of SEO where people kind of go like, like, what? Backlinks? Well, you know, what is that? Because, mm-hmm. because you know, if you want to, I've, I've talked with marketing executives where they'll spend one, two, $300,000 a month on Google ads because it mm-hmm. makes sense. You pay money, you get an ad. People click on it, they show up to your website versus SEO is kind of like this dark art and all these weird different aspects. But again, that's why I like to make it super clear. Lay the tech foundation. You create one page of content of content for every single keyword you want to rank for. And if you're in a big niche, you're going to want to rank for thousands of keywords and then get other websites to link back to you, which is its own kind of specific type of PR. Those are the three things that compile SEO. And any SEO company that's good will be creating content and getting links for you. Hmm. So now just as now correct me where I'm wrong. If I were to simplistically try and break down what a backlink is, it's that's basically whether it's a hyperlink or other ways of, of directing people back to your website. Meaning, so let's say you wrote a great piece of content, you got it published by Forbes or New York Times or whatever the outlet is, and then they give a link back to your website. That would be a backlink that people can follow, that the internet can index or Google can index, but that can, people can also follow it back to your website to find out more information. Is that a fair or simple summary? Exactly. That's perfect. Google based its whole, I mean, if you go back to the 90s and read the original Stanford PhD paper on their idea for Google, it's based on links. And even though there's been a lot of changes, that's still the platform. Mm. So the creators of Google see a link of one website to another as an editorial vote. Because if you as a content creator or as a webmaster think that somebody else is valuable enough to worth to, to, to worthy a mention in the form of a link, that probably means you've done something right and worthy. So over the years, um, there's been a lot of people who try to create spam links. Mm-hmm. And you know, you'll pr- if you manage a website, you'll see people trying to spam you for a link. Um, that doesn't even really work anymore. If you go into most forums, the links that you can get from those don't really count. So there's some links that carry juice or, or equity, if you like, if you like and others that don't. And as an SEO person, you know, I know which ones do and which ones don't. But generally, if a link requires you talking to another real human, it's probably going to be valuable. Mm. No, I think that 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 definitely makes sense. And now one thing that we kind of got into that I thought was an interesting way, interesting way of putting it was backlinks are really kind of a form of PR in the sense that you're trying to provide valuable content that people are going to naturally want to share or otherwise put on their website and link back to you. Is that a fair kind of how does PR work with backlinks or kind of how to give us a bit of an explanation on that, that front? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So yeah, how do you build backlinks? So there's a variety of techniques for this. I'll start off with a simple one that's very common. It's been around for years. It's called guest posting. So anyone who owns a website, you probably, you, Devin, you've probably been swamped with people asking you for a guest post opportunity. Mm. And, and the reason that they do that is because they want to include a link back to their website or their client's website in the content that they provide for you. Mm. So the idea is I'll provide free content for you if you link back to me. And that has become such a common and such an oversaturated technique that mm. now many publishers say, yeah, sure, you can write a piece of content on my website and pay me an editorial fee. So uh, Google doesn't want you to do that, but that's, I'm telling you, that's the way palms get greased these days. So mm. you can either reach out to other websites, ask them if you can provide some content for them or simply mention you if what your content says is relevant to what they're already talking about and you have to do a lot of outreach. Um, but you know, doing that kind of guest posting or link mentioning is very, very common. Now, one kind of flip side to that, because if I were to argue again, I don't know against it, but if I were on the other side and I'm saying, okay, I've got a great website, we get a lot of traffic. Now I'm maybe hesitant to link to someone else because then they go off of my website, right? They go off of my page. So how do you kind of, overcome that if you're trying to get the backlinks or trying to get the PR to get people to link or, you know, to do that linking. Cause you know what, the worst thing is if I do a whole bunch of time and effort to get someone onto my website and then I link to somebody else's, they go off into somebody else's, they never come back, they never convert and it creates that issue. So is there any thoughts as to how you make that balance? Yeah, that's an interesting point. And generally speaking, cause I do a lot of this mm -hmm. kind of guest post outreach, the websites that are willing to allow guest posts don't care about that. Mm. Most, a lot of websites, I'd say most, they don't allow anyone to guest post on them ever, unless mm. maybe they know you already, right? So um, in terms of the traffic that you'd lose, if you look at the analytics, click, there's different tools you can use to see where people click and how much tra where traffic goes. Mm. Generally, an in, if you write an article, an in-content article link, that's like a little blue link, not a big button or something, just a little blue link. They almost never get clicked on. So that particular concern, although I think it's extremely valid, usually it's not a problem. Most of the time, it's just that most people asking for a guest post will really write terrible content. And so that's why people say no. Um, I think that the best way to really go about it though, and I gave guest posting as an easy example, is mm -hmm. to create content that's so good and that's citable, link worthy, has unique data, has great design and visuals to it. Maybe you add a video to the mm. article too. It's so excellent in a way that nobody else on the internet has done it. When mm. you reach out to people in your industry who are interested in what you do, they, they say, wow, this is worth a link. I want people to know about this. And that's the best way of going about it, but it's very, very hard. But that's, mm. and that's kind of like the holistic way of approaching it. No, and I think that definitely makes sense. Because I think, it, it, to your point, I think it's hard if you were to get hit up a lot of times saying, yeah, you can write an article, but by the time I have to read through it, I have to look at it, and then I have to make sure it fits in what it, and even, I, all of that is like, it's not worth it. I'll, it we'll either write our own content or, you know, unless it's, you know, to your point, unless you're like a blog place where you're featuring a lot of guest posts or you're providing information or you're something of that nature, but if you're a, just a, a company or your commerce, you're going to say it doesn't make sense to fit in with us. So definitely just was an interesting question. Well, I'm going to, we're starting to wrap towards the end of the podcast. I do have one more question. And, you know, I always say one more question. I probably have more than one more, but, um, 
if you are a startup, a small business, and you, you're either in the spot that you're not convinced that you should invest or you really don't have the budget to invest in it yet, what are, what's the best way to at least start to tackle SEO or start to get in, involved in this to help your business to the degree that your budget allows? Yeah, so I'd say hire some, and this is what I tend to always do, hire someone for a one-time project. They can do keyword research. They can do a technical audit of your website. And just make sure that you're optimized for Google. Make sure that there's a couple of different free Google programs. So first off, sign up for the Google Search Console. Anyone can do it. Um, you can just Google Search Console. It formerly was called Webmaster Tools. And you can sign up your website for that. Get your website set up with Google Analytics. That's free. So right there, if you do those two things, um, you know, that's very helpful because Google will communicate you know, important information to you that way. And then, you know, hire someone to do a quick audit, do a quick, um, uh, you know, re keyword research. And if it's worth pursuing, um, maybe see if you, if you don't have the budget, tuck it away for maybe a year later when you're at a better place. Or, or if you can, you can maybe just start by writing one article a month around a strategically important keyword. And that's something anyone can do. Hmm. No, I think, and I think that's great advice. At least get to see if you, if it's worthwhile, if you should start tucking things away, do the things that you can reasonably understand. And I think one I'd maybe add is at least work towards providing content, right? Even if it's not perfect, even if it's not, that's an easy one that you can start, whether it's a blog, video, otherwise it's providing content that's relevant to your business such that even if it's not perfect, you can at least start to generate it and then start to sock that money away such that when you are able to, or you have the budget to start to engage in SEO and you know that you need it, and it's worthwhile to pursue. Well, as we wrap up, if you're to give kind of one last tip for people that are listening as to the, if they could only do one thing, if it was all they had the time for or the budget for as related to SEO, what would that one tip be? Oh, guy, that's interesting. I'd say, um, you know, get signed up with Search Console. That's Google's official SEO tool. That they'll, they'll tell you if there's errors on your website that you need to fix. They'll tell you how much search traffic you're getting. And that's just the best way to get started. Hmm. Awesome. Well, I definitely, uh, definitely encourage people to at least get started, at least start to become familiar with it because, you know, and if you never get going, you're never going to reap the rewards. And it's one of those that you kick If you kick down the road, eventually you're going to be or fall behind or otherwise need it for most businesses, unless, as you said, there are businesses that simply don't need it or don't need to engage with that. Well, as, as we wrap up, if people want to reach out to you, they want to find out more. They want to be a client. They want to be a customer. They want to be an employee. They want to invest in your business. They want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above. What's the best way to reach out and find out more? Yeah, uh, GarrettBooth.com. I have a strange spelling to my name, G-A-R-I-T-B-O-O-T-H-E, GarrettBooth.com, and uh, you can find me there. All right. Well, awesome. Well, I definitely encourage people to reach out to Garrett if you're looking for SEO, whether or not you need it, figuring out what that might entail, how to or get it going and how to engage with it. Definitely reach out to Garrett. And I uh, want to say thanks for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Now, for all of you that are listeners, if you have your own journey to tell or your own expertise that you want to share, feel free to go to inventiveguest.com and apply to be on the podcast. Two, also, if you're a listener, make sure to one, click subscribe in your podcast listener so you know when all of our awesome episodes come out. And two, leave us a review so new people can find out about the podcast as well. Last but not least, if you ever need help with your patents, trademarks, or anything else with your business, reach out to us at Miller IP Law by going to strategymeeting.com. 
Thanks again, Garrett, and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Devin.